0: Like, I took the wrong week to quit drinking.
1: Yeah, let's cut to the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? If you're drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes. Good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay
2: him. Pay this man his money. Ask
1: them how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they gonna say? No? I don't wanna see those returns? Where's the money, Lebowski? You're gonna make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push. Show him a 3% return? I'll
0: trust you to watch his kids
1: for the I'm a big fan of
3: money. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I did not know that. That's it. I'm done. Long well, Tyson Jacks. I'm Tom Al. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures up eight and a quarter. Nasdaq Futures not only up three. We were up more than that. Uh, so we're trying to run up here a little bit before the Fed announcement yesterday. We we're we we're way down and came halfway back. We we're down almost five over five hundred The Dow. Finished down like two fifty. So we'll see what happens today. The widely expected. Uh, 75 basis point increase <coughs> um, Well, like I said, it's widely expected We'll see if that actually happens Then we have the news conference Where Chairman Powell tries to Do whatever he does See all the right things to keep the market up And we'll see if that happens Kevin, how are you?
4: Uh, I also am widely expected
3: uh, mm-hmm. Where at? Uh,
4: anywhere Anywhere Just anywhere and everywhere
3: yeah. You like the, the shadow?
4: I, I am, yes
3: no one knows where the shadow goes or something along those lines mm. uh, who knows
4: what lurks in the minds of men
3: yes um, so we have an interesting day today an interesting week in the market and we have uh, all kinds of uh, millions and millions of words spoken about the Fed meeting and the interesting part is we have all this inflation and yesterday I must have heard 15 people telling Fed not to make the big mistake not to go too fast they've gone way too far, way too hard and, it, and once in a while, you got to... Yeah, sh- not
4: until I get into a different cash yeah. position. Please.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, then once in a while, you got to shake your head just kind of wing out the cobwebs and go, wait a minute, what exactly is our Fed funds rate? Two and a quarter. Uh, what's our inflation rate? Like, nine-ish? They haven't gone too far, too fast. If you were say, to say, in, in a vacuum, did anybody say the Fed funds rate's two and a quarter? Is the Fed in a... Expansionary, contractionary, and neutral mode, everybody's going to say expansionary. Now the trend, yes, is is the other way, but uh, it, it's, and, and you're seeing some increase in your treasuries up to three, three and a half. Gee, imagine that uh, with, with with an inflation rate at, uh, you know, let you say pushing nine according to the, uh, the, the talking heads, which actually is more than that if you look at it. And you're, and you're balance sheet, your Fed balance sheet, is up on the year. And we're, and we're almost October. We've been talking about this for how long. So the 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 actions do not match the verbiage. So now if they were to go 75 basis points today with a corresponding, what they have done is not increase the money supply that much. Matter of fact, very much not at all in the last five months. The Fed balance sheet was actually up last week when it was supposed to be pulling 95 billion a month off as as they said they were going to do uh, so you've got if they do 75 basis points this month and they do a half point next month they're at 3.5 which puts them roughly neutral and still 5.5, 6 points below the inflation rate which is actually where I think they should just go and stay, that, that's one man's opinion because I think the the driver has already been pulled out. The money supply growth, and they sh- they're just going to have to wait till the numbers come filing through the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is six months to a year late on their numbers.
4: So, well, so you what you're really saying is, is there a glide path here to uh, minimize the pain, or uh, or or is the other argument uh, that there should be a big shock? I you need to just take our medicine and be done with it.
3: Um. You could do that. I'm more concerned with the money supply, really, than I am with the, uh, the the interest rates, although they are certainly one, you know, they're almost one and the same. They're related, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I, th- I think you've, you've got yourself in such a, uh, uh, well, I think the department actually wrote this to one of my uh, uh, clients yesterday. He was talking about some stock pricing. The, the, the fact is, is that even now, with the market coming down here somewhat, the bulge in the money supply in the last two and a half years, 35-40%, has caused a bulge in the stock market prices. Duh! 35-40%. Yet everybody seems to think that that was shrewd investing on their part, and, they, and they, they deserve it, and they need to keep it. Well, that's a totally different message, Kevin, than, than seeing that bulge now attacking everything else in society in terms of inflation, because now it's gotten so bad we actually have to count it and admit it, But for a long time we didn't. Uh, and we've got and, and that's where we are. But people are convinced that the 35% all these stocks are up in the last two and a half years is because of their shrewd investing. Well, you know, I'd, li- I'd like to make money for my people too, but I, I don't think that I drove Costco up 35-40% because of my, my shrewd selection of Costco as a money manager. I mean, I, I know I know the government did it. I didn't do it. And I don't think Costco did it. But, but I mean, that message is really, that's a tough one on people. And you know, oh, by the way, you know that wh- why why would should pe- things be up thirty five forty percent in two and a half years? And though, what has the economy been during the COVID? It's been, as my grandmother used to say, skata You know, it's it's been horrible. So I mean, I, we still haven't quite gotten to the actual explanation on any one of these talking head sort of conventions on TV. People are still wondering what in hell's going on, and they have never been. The the, the, the direct message is still not getting out there for some reason. Maybe because nobody wants it. Probably that—that's probably the reason nobody really wants it. Nobody wants oh, to hear.
4: Yeah, it, it probably is. Yeah, um, when when you think about it, you know, it, you, you go back to that—you know—individual as well. If you think you're shrewd, and you think, about, well, you don't want to unshrewd yourself. No, you know, nobody wants it.
3: Well, with the, the old the old uh, trading floor adage, never com- never confuse brains with a bull market. You know, so. But by the same token, I w- wouldn't mind the Fed doing it in such a way where stock prices didn't. Have to come flying down, and they did it gradually enough to where hopefully people's pay will grudgingly grow into this, and maybe you can drop the you can stop prices going up, and uh, uh, a few of the things that are caused in some of the individual areas like oil and stuff, they might actually help you with the general inflation. But don't ever confuse the two; they might actually help you a little bit, and some of the supply chain stuff would help you a little bit uh, in certain areas, and it would remove some of the you know the dramatic move, but uh, I think you could probably drag uh, you know, a little bit out of the money supply or, or keep it flat for a couple of years without causing a crash. I would hope so I, I think that 's the best you can do now i mean you you've, the, mistake, the mis- you know, should the Fed make a mistake the mistake has already been made right <laughs> it's, it's there um, yeah, it
4: 's it's cleaning up the mess now yes that,
3: uh, the, the milk has already been spilled. Now the question is where is the bounty or whatever you want to use a mop or something. So what's up uh, in uh, an interesting conversation with uh, uh, Andrew yesterday regarding the uh, you know, what what the uh, Columbia and all these other smaller schools? I know Eric is very very concerned. All the people like the Roosevelts of the world and stuff are all concerned about attendance. Have you read anything about about that at all?
4: Attendance or enrollment? If you're talking about enrollment. Well,
3: enrollment. Enroll, well, enrollment leading to.
4: I was surprised he oh, said. Attendance just, is a different thing. Attendance is showing up. Yeah. Well, having just put in midterm grades yesterday, I can vouch for that, you
3: know. Well, I mean, uh, I would hope that if you're paying big dough at Columbia or someplace, you're going to show up. Of course, we had guys that didn't. Of course, we weren't paying big dough. Yep. Yeah,
4: I was <laughs> one of them, and very, quite often. Yes.
3: Um, so, I mean, is Graduate it?
4: Graduate school was the enriching educational experience.
3: Well, the thing about, the thing about Notre Dame is they beat you up enough, you know, grad. Even if you didn't show up all the time, you were sort of ready for grad school. You didn't learn how to write. You didn't learn how to... Do that stuff. You had you had some yeah. basis. What what was your what was your major? I don't remember. Did you have one? Finance. Alright. So you were in a business school. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even know that. Were the guys uh what that? uh Dave was just here in town, he was he was with me in economics. So was uh John Flynn, I think, and uh I think Mac might have been too, but I never saw him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh we digress. What uh, so do you think some of these uh Smaller schools are getting nipped with uh, with enrollment or or uh, drops in applications and stuff
4: everybody's everybody has that problem right now uh it it, it now there there's a couple things that come into play on that so uh right now um, you know or, or you know over the uh, in recent times the employment situation has been good in that anybody who wanted to work could find a job so um a lot of people come to school when the job market's tight and they want to reskill, and so we we are not experiencing that phenomenon right now. So, um, so let me put it this way: it sounds uh, perverse, but um, but the uh, a bad a bad economy is good for college enrollment, especially if the government is providing a lot of support. So if you go back to 2008, 2009, for instance, there were a lot of initiatives to pay for college. And, um, you know, Indiana's always had a fair amount of that anyway, at least in my experience, um, because they've, you know, basically picked out the industries they want to nurture, and, and they will pay for people to, uh, uh, to get credentials in those industries. Uh, so that, that's part of it. A lot of it was that we spent the better part of two years Uh, sending our students away and now we're trying to get them to come back Um, Mm. and you know in in all of these virtual classes that we did I had students all the time was saying well can uh, can we get back on that on campus next semester and it turns out well no the answer is no and so as we go through that you tell them no enough. You've basically trained them to stay the hell away. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people. You know, uh, some people did very well by virtual classes. Some people didn't like them. Um, you know, some people want to be in the classroom. You know, for lots of reasons. Um, from you know, ranging from preference to uh, to perhaps you know, I just need to get out of the house because you know I have kids. I have what you know. I have all kinds of distractions. So if I don't actually get out of the house, I'm going to have trouble with this course. Um, so, y- you know, you run into all kinds of it. And so now we're trying to persuade them to come back. Now, I will tell you, um, because my uh, area is, um, I teach in South Bend and Elkharton, but, um, but from what I oversee, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, from the, just from the business school standpoint, um, that's, that's Elkharton supply chain I got them both but uh, but for uh, uh, just for the uh, business uh, scheduling I handle Elkhart and I have not been able uh, last spring I wasn't able to run a course because I didn't have a, uh, a enrollment and uh, last summer I wasn't able to run a course on campus because I didn't have enough enrollment. Right now I have an afternoon and an evening section of Uh, intro to business and in the second eight weeks of the semester i have an afternoon and an evening section of principles of management which are your your first two business courses and um and they're they're both well stocked you know they both have a lot of a lot of students enrolled so we're you know i'm seeing them come back i'm seeing students come back um but it has been a long haul to get them there
3: well you you see a lot of uh a lot of those kinds of issues, I think, even in the, you know, I, I was reading about. Of course, I was I had a, adult beverage with a gentleman last night who, uh, an attorney forever, and we're talking about the uh, safe... What is this? This new bill, the safety bill, or something, uh, with the, you know, the safety. S- yeah, the, where they get rid of the cash bail and everything. And uh, of course, I I didn't know anywhere near about it, as much about it as the gentleman I was talking to, and that's what I was talking to him for. Uh, and uh, it, a, a real lot of what's happening in, in the big debate is is because there, there was hardly i mean well but there was an agreement among the two of us last night that nobody abused the covid more than the courts and the and the teachers. but in terms of we're not we're not working. Uh, you know and because uh, i mean I, I think the federal courts only went back i'm going to say a few months ago. i'm not so sure they're all not you know there's right,
4: their backlogs were
3: absolutely yeah ridiculous. hideous and uh I mean, there wasn't a there wasn't a jury trial and I'm thinking two years in the county. You know, and, and uh just, just inc- incredible stuff. Well now you have to and he he thinks that uh, this and everybody's convinced that all these people are gonna be let out on bail, he goes he goes, No, if there's no bail <clears throat> you're gonna see the, the 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 jails overrun with people. Because the judges are gonna let everybody out, they're gonna keep everybody in. You know, because now you don't have the, uh, you know, the little bit of an incentive of having to get somebody to come up with the money and all the other stuff. You're going you're to end up with somebody who, uh, you know, carjacks twice is going to sit there for two years waiting for a trial. I mean, I, I don't know if that's right either.
4: Well, the idea that was was that when someone carjacks, they just let they book them and then let
3: them go. Well, they put them out of a small bail and off they go. Well, now I don't know if that's you know the question how this is going to play out. I mean, a lot, Let's put it this way: a lot of people have different opinions on it, but his is: if the guys aren't going to get out, you know, and he knows more judges than anybody. We we'll, you know we'll see if, that, if that's the way it plays. But I mean, there's our. Well, I,
4: I get the. I get the issues with with cash bail, and that that's uh, you know, it, it, uh, if, if you you know, a lot of people who just don't have means can't post bail, and you know, always need to be conscious that you know, arrested is not the same as convicted. Um, so one of the big problems has to do with sentencing, and you know, just anecdotally, there is so much evidence out there of people who have been let out, you know, either with a slap on the wrist or have been let out, um, you know, early, and uh, they're back on and they commit all kinds of felonies. I mean, you know, the, the classic example was that guy who drove into the crowd in, in Waukesha. I mean, he had been arrested like a week earlier or something, and. And had multiple convictions, including bail jumping. So, at at uh, at some point, you have to say, "Well, that guy ain't getting out." And yet, there he was. Um, You know, to me, the the bigger access or access, the bigger problem in all of this is access to um, to representation. I mean, that you know, that more than anything else, if you can get really good lawyers, then you can get out of trouble a lot more often. Than if you can't get good lawyers, and so one of the big problems that we have, uh, it, you know, in terms of getting uh, uh, you know, roughly equal justice for across the board for people, is that a lot of people just can't afford uh, really good representation, and the public defender's office may try and do uh, a great job for them, but the fact is that. The attorney the best attorneys are the one and the ones who want to make a lot of money don't work in the public defender's office
3: well that's uh there's a, a lot of issues with with the system I mean depending on how you I mean but everybody's position like the person I was listening to on Sunday morning is only rich people get out well that's not true and and how many rich people are out carjacking I mean not
4: very many uh, yeah, uh, no, it, there's, it, it's, it, it's such a labyrinth of issues that, um, you know, we, 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 like, we like simple solutions. Um, there aren't simple solutions. Uh, but I really do believe that, that, that the idea that, you, you know, that good representation isn't necessarily available to people is is a really big problem when you talk about, you know, rich people get off. Well, rich people get off because rich people buy great lawyers.
3: Well, you, you do that, and also, I mean, again, the person I was talking to, uh, to put it bluntly, wins all the time. Um, and the reason why he wins, I think a lot of the times, is the the uh, state's attorney either doesn't have a case, doesn't have the evidence, or is sloppy, or the police worker is sloppy. And your, your uh, private attorney is probably going to be more... Uh down this road. Maybe more apt to get somebody off that is obviously guilty because the witness didn't show up than maybe a public defender. But the idea that, that you these cases are a year and a half, two years before they get even for people to remember to keep track of witnesses and those kinds of things is a huge mess, you Kevin. Know I mean it's I mean, I don't I mean look at what happened last night in the North Side. They've got uh somebody who where ends this lady cop they get in an altercation. The guy shoots her, and nicks her, or something. So apparently, she's going to be okay. And uh, the guy takes off. They've got a, a helicopter. They've got everything. They've got witnesses. The guy gets out of the car. They still don't have him. They don't know who the hell he is. There's a million cameras. There's not a picture of the guy. I mean, that, what?
4: what? Yeah, glad we spent the money on those cameras. Yeah. Huh?
3: And uh, then even if we have them, there's a guy's face there. Nobody'll identify him. Because in in two years, no witness wants to be sitting there for two years knowing that they're about to finger some gangbanger. Although this guy in this car looked like it was a nice enough car. Maybe it wasn't a gangbanger. But, I mean, the, the whole thing is, is somewhat of a mess. And the, the latest thing is if, if you don't have DNA or if you don't have a serious camera where you identified somebody, they don't take it to trial because they're tired of losing. Witnesses, the, the whole system we knew about 30 years ago before DNA and before cameras is, is broken. I mean, the idea of witnesses actually showing up and those kinds of things, that's not happening. I mean, maybe in the COVID they didn't want to show up, who knows, but wh- whatever it is, it's falling apart. And, and these these kind of uh, one side or the other attempts to stick it back together, well, I don't think keeping all these people in jail for two years before there's a trial is really the answer, do you? Nope. I don't know what the answer is, but that's
4: but in some cases, yes. <laughs> in some well, yeah. cases, yes, there are people you don't want uh, to let out. And and I think you do have to take very seriously things like, um, you know, uh, bail violations, failure to show up in court and things like that. Um, and, you know, that that's where, you know, where I look at cash bail and say, yeah, if if you're not going to, you know, if you have... If three times you haven't shown up for court and they have to finally track you down and you uh, you know or you got arrested for something else and that's how I got you why are we setting bail this time <laughs> yeah. do we not learn
3: well you know it's 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 funny we have a well i had a good f- have a uh, i haven't seen him in ages but a good friend that was involved in a in a uh, drunk driving accident this was years and years ago unfortunately somebody didn't make it and blah 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 and the uh, He probably had to show up to court 15, 20 times before they even decided to arrest him for reckless homicide or whatever it was. And uh, he ended up being convicted and wasn't a good scene. Uh, And now years later, the guy's driving, and somebody whacks into him. They go to court. The guy doesn't show up. The judge says, well, he'll never show up good luck with fixing your car i mean you, it's like you almost have to participate in the system almost almost have to want to get because the, the people who just ignore it or, or look the other way or just never show up somehow they, they just I mean, i'm not gonna say every time but remember the uh, the uh, article in the sun times this is how many years ago is this where they where they were at these traffic courts and they're talking about people that have lost their license for driving like 120 miles an hour or something how like seventy percent of them drove to the drove to the trial and parked at the lot, <laughs> and the Sun Times reporters out there are going, "Can I have my license back?" And the judge goes, "No." that walks out the car and hops in his car. The only guy watching is the reporter, not even the police. I mean, they're driving to the police lot, and driving away. I mean, if you if you totally want to abuse the system, evidently you can. I mean, you know, if you just ignore yeah, it's it, a,
4: it's that attitude that's sitting there saying, "Oh, what are you going to do about it?" Yeah. You know, and and the answer turns out to be nothing. You got a paper tiger
3: there. Yeah, yeah. and if, if you're, if you're a regular, well, regular person, how's that for a term? If it's if it's somebody who's like an alderman, I like who does, to think I'm regular most of the time. But I mean, if you're somebody who has a business, has a job, has a family, all of a sudden your 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 picture's in the paper as some guy who's lost his license and is driving. Mm. That's horrible, you mm. know. But but if, if if you're like a nobody, nobody cares. I mean, it's like <laughs> I don't know, Kevin the whole th- there was a, I don't know if you saw that heard that speech. The UN, UN finally had like their first meeting in like three years yesterday. And some guy gets up there, I forgot what country he's from. He might I don't know if he's the head of the UN he goes, We've never seen the world's well, I mean did World War Two or World War One, but goes this messed up. There's wars, there's plagues, there's there's, there's 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 starvation, there's all kinds of crap going on. We don't seem to have a clue to fix it. And then Putin now is mobilizing people in then it, now his speech yesterday. And uh he's claiming that they're gonna redo their munitions industry and blah blah blah. I don't know did, his buddies are the ones that stole all the money they were supposed to be building for tanks weren't they? The guys with the uh, I, I was going to send you I don't know if I did the, the core. I can't find it now, the Corps Digest article about why the why the tanks are so lousy well then they show one guy with this massive yacht and he was in charge of like tank maintenance. <laughs> they show some other guy you know why, why are the uh, all the airplanes not you know they're, they're scavenging one airplane to the other he was in charge of like airplane parts manufacturer, and he's got some other huge yacht. I mean, uh, the price of corruption is high, isn't it?
4: Yeah. It's it is, but are we not, you know, do we not face similar contra- uh, corruption in
3: this country? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think we can, we certainly, I, I, I hope that it doesn't escalate any more than it has, but I don't see how the hell we would ever come to any kind of a real conflict, not that we want to, with China, with the business ties. I don't see how you. I mean, is is is, or, or, is Apple and these other firms that we absolutely love because they're, they're everybody's piggy bank, are, are we going to be able to say, well, I don't care. You can't. You can't make your phones. Up. <clears throat> Hopefully, they'll never come to this, but you can't make your phones over there anymore. I mean, what, we're, that would be a. Well, what, the would,
4: president was pretty unequivocal in his uh, sixty minutes interview. Would we intervene militarily? And he said, you know, yes. He didn't. He didn't think about it twice. He just said yes.
3: Um, yeah. What did that? What would that even mean? What,
4: and, and now we have all the spokespeople back out there. You know, the next couple of days, telling us what he really meant. I well, wonder if they've told him what he really meant. But <laughs>
3: um, well, I think there's a lot of a lot of ifs in what what that uh, would mean.
4: The the other one for, from that interview is declaring COVID is over, um, and so now Corrine um, uh, Jean Pierre was out there <laughs> yesterday telling what he really meant.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's over. This is how you gotta interpret this stuff. It's over in a sense that he's not worrying about it anymore.
4: Well, he's, yeah, because he's, well,
3: had it twice. No, um, he's, like, he's not worried about it, so he figures it's, it's, people are well, getting it. That, and that
4: that's, you know, but part of the point and, and the reason it's, it's such a big gotcha is he used the COVID emergency to justify the uh, student loan forgiveness just a couple of weeks ago.
3: Well, you've got to be flexible. Now it's over. You've got
4: to be flexible. Yeah. s and futures. Yeah, I don't um, imagine that that's one of his physical attributes at this point.
3: No. In life. S&P futures up six. The S&P futures down five. We're hovering, hovering before the Fed announcement. Be right back. Stacks and Jacks.
1: Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain?
2: Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks radio show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer, could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and a good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You could reach me at AudreyJohnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456.
1: Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market, along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at Stocks. Jocks. And stocks and Jocks. Stocks and You are out of control. Right here.
3: Right
0: now. Right
3: here.
2: Right now. Right now.
3: Morning, workbench Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Matt Burn on the board. SP Futures up eight, and a Futures now up two. So we're trying to keep the well the rally going from about noon yesterday because we were down real heavy in the morning. Uh, Dow Futures up 57. The only stacks I see doing much anything here. Chevron Texco up a buck 62. These are, these are in the Dow. Uh, nothing else doing much. Anything. Cisco's down uh, 78 cents. Uh, that thing sure can't get out of its own way. Uh, over in Europe, we've we've got the. Uh, DAX uh, down a dollar, call that flat. What's the up 639 percent CAC around up 5, call that flat. So kind of a mixed up, slightly update over there. Asia, Nikkei down 375, 1.4%. Shanghai down 52 percent Hang Seng down again, 336. It's 1.8%. 18,444. So you would not want to be an investor in the Hang Seng market in the last year. Uh, yesterday in the US, Dow was down 313 roughly a little less than half, uh, well a little more than half where it was. it was, I saw it down 550 so S&P down 43, that's about 1.1 percent Nasdaq down 109.95 but I had the S&P at one point down 65 so again they came back at least a third to 40 percent. We've got bonds uh, down two basis points 3.54, putting down four basis points 1.90 Japan unchanged at 0.25. We've got oil up a dollar seventy seven, but still eighty-five seventy-one. It's kind of really range bound here between like eighty-two and eighty-nine, at least for a while. Uh Brent up $1.81, $92.43. Natural gas up 33 cents. $805. Arbob, it's a 4% move. This natural gas is very volatile. Uh Arbob up $0.5 cents to two dollars We've got gold. Wow, gold's actually up $10.90 $16.82 and the number of silver up 35 cents. $19.53. That's almost a 2% move in silver. A copper down a penny at three forty nine. We've got uh, Bitcoin up sixty nine bucks to nineteen thousand one oh six. But under anywhere under twenty thousand there is a little bit uh worrisome if it gets drops much more. Plus Ether has dropped fifteen percent since the Ethereum network upgrade. <laughs> I'm not so sure what the relationship is between those two, but maybe someday I, I bet Russell will know when he comes on. Mm-hmm. And we have the uh Euro dollar is uh, 0.99 to the dollar, so it's less than a buck. And a pound is 1.13, so we've got big, strong moves of the dollar on the upside here this morning. What do you have for us, uh, Matt the Traffic Weather Sports, no good on the sacks.
5: No good on the sacks at all. Yeah, they didn't do too good yesterday. They uh, actually well, yeah, lost 7 to 10. But we'll more on that in a little bit. Uh, currently 6.35 a.m. on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Uh, Big news in traffic in Chicago, Uh, odd story here, a building collapsed uh, due to an explosion around 9 a.m. yesterday in Oak Park. Rubble is still in the area, though, blocking the portion of Central Avenue between West Washington Boulevard and West Lake Street. Uh, This is causing the CTA to reroute 85 central buses in the area, so keep that in mind. Uh, Other than that, fairly normal traffic this morning. Uh, Well, it's worth noting I did see an odd sight on the uh, uh, Kennedy Expressway, a CTA bus. Uh, so, so yeah, they're being rerouted all over the place. Uh, weather in Chicago currently mostly cloudy. Currently 74 degrees, a high of 83 and a low of 58. In Phoenix, mostly cloudy skies. Currently 79 degrees, a high of 92 and a low of 77. The MLB yesterday: Cubs beat Marlins two to one. White Sox lose to Guardians seven to ten. And the Diamondbacks in the doubleheader against LA Dodgers: Game one to LA six to five. And game two to the Diamondbacks, five 2 two. In the NFL tomorrow night, Thursday night football, Browns at home with the Steelers. Game starts at seven fifteen. That's all I got for now, Chief. Back to you.
3: Uh, there's no Thursday night football for me. I refuse to to pay up to get it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that's not. How right. many times can you sell the same Michael, game,
4: Kevin? I think we need a moment of silence for the White Sox. Uh,
3: yeah, boy, it came back in the tenth. I. I made it to the tenth when they were they, they were down two, and I said that's it. And then uh, they came back. Oh, it's how the oh,
4: they got tied. That's really, um, you know, that's really crazy, though. Um, they, uh, you know, they managed to get the lead uh, three to one, and then they bring in a relief pitcher. The next inning, he walks the first two guys, both of them scored. Um, you know, it's it, They they just play bad baseball sometimes.
3: Well, the, the step down from Dylan Cease to whoever they bring in is uh, night and day.
4: Well, it, it is, but um, by the same token, um, you know they they do have you know supposedly have a good relief core, um, you know, and, and a lot of depth in the bullpen that was supposed to be one of their strengths. But you know you gotta you gotta throw the ball over the plate, especially against a team like Cleveland because they don't swing at crap. I, I really you know I don't think Cleveland has the greatest team. They have a couple a few really really good players. I don't think they have the greatest team in the world, but boy, they play good baseball. I would love to be a fan of their team because um, you know, they, I, I just would never throw anything at the television.
3: Well, I think when you have this, uh, obviously some, some bullpens are better than others, but if you, if you go a week or two when you somehow, the, the starters fall apart and the bullpen is, is pitching four to five innings a game, I don't care who your bullpen is at the end of the week, they pretty much suck. And I yeah. i mean, uh, and you have to, you have to, uh, the Cleveland had a five-game so series. So I don't think
4: that's the case with the White Sox lately, you know, going into the... Uh, well, the they game.
3: had, Kopech was, was, had a short stint the other day and then was put on the IR. Yeah,
4: they got, they got, Lynn gave him a really good game. Um, well, Cueto... You, you can go down, you can go down the list. Giolito gave him a pretty good game. So, you know, they, they weren't overtaxed.
3: Well, Cueto didn't pitch the other night because he was sick. So they had to use a bullpen game there. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, but I, I guess what I'm saying is Cleveland must have more arms because they came out of a a five game series with their bullpen looking pretty fresh. I mean, you know, so I mean they must have somebody better. I, I mean, unless they the starters all did really well against they they five game series.
4: And they again. have a really good starting staff. That's that's one of their strengths.
3: Well, whatever it is, I mean, last night they. Yeah, you know, you can't you can't be doing that walking people. But you're doing that when you don't trust your stuff, basically, right? It's not, I don't think you find a plate. You're just trying to throw the ball through the catcher.
4: Or you, you, you do know. that when you don't trust your stuff. You do that when you just kind of suck. Yeah. Well, here, Honestly, <laughs> it's just put the ball over the plate. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, you know what? The worst happened anyway when you walked them. Yeah. So, you know.
3: Remember when...
4: Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Tom, it's, it's always the... It, it's, it's not just the, the, that you walk a guy. It's, it's the non competitive strikes. It's when you, you go up there and you throw pitches that are a foot outside, and no disciplined hitter is ever going to swing at that crap. You know, uh, there, there's a few out there um, that, that might swing at it, but by and large, nobody's going to swing at that crap. Um, yeah. So you don't even entice them. You aren't even uh, competing with them. And that, that's kind of what's frustrating in a major league pitcher if you tell me that that's one of these Cubs guys that really should still be in double-A that did that, okay, I get that. Um, And, you know, they do have a a number of pitchers that really should still be in the minors who are getting their taste of the majors and, you know, one game they're pretty good and the next game they're not very good. But that's not the case with the White Sox. All these guys are veterans.
3: Well, you also have to know the math that no matter what, you know, the best hitters are never running around anymore hit Get hit three out of ten times. So if you don't walk them, even if you suck, they're going to get hit four out of ten times. Where a walk is kind of a thousand percent, right? Then again, yeah. I don't think you were there. I don't know if this is uh, we were playing. Especially softball.
4: the leadoff walk, which is usually uh, comes with the adjective dreaded, as in the yeah. dreaded leadoff walk.
3: Well, as when I first uh, my first pitched game in softball, I don't think you were there. Thank God, uh, our pitcher did not show up. Right, so. We were playing one of the best teams in the league, uh, the Palmer Club, and I don't remember those guys. They were like one of them was.
4: I remember the Palmer Club.
3: Oh god, there. those guys were beasts. Catch, catch them at
4: the noon game because if you uh, if you uh, you know in the doubleheader league on Sundays, because if you catch them after they have a chance to wake up and get the alcohol sweated out of them, then you're going to get they're going to beat you to death. Oh god! But if you catch them in the noon game, you can take them on. They're all hungover.
3: But they were uh, was, was everyone. It was like it was a, a specimen of bodies those guys had, but. So our pitcher doesn't show up, so I go all right. Well, I'll pitch, which I had never done before. So I give up. Like I think it was four home runs in a row. So then Jim Merabito says, uh, "Hey, you suck," which I did. He goes, "Let me pitch." So he walks three guys, and the fourth guy hits one that might have went, might have gone by the shuttle. <laughs> so, so w- which was worse?
2: <laughs> but
3: yeah. I I think four, <laughs> each each one was four guys and four runs total, but. I think you're probably at least better off, uh, you know, let the guys hit him than than you are, because they, they actually might pop it up. <laughs> anyway, um, there's an article here by. Uh, this is this is the kind of leadership we've got going in the world, Holly Elliott, and I. I'm getting all kinds of anecdotal emails and stuff from people, uh, Kevin, about this. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Putin is is going down kind of the, the 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 Hitler Hitler drive here, where he's on mm. how many. Prescription drugs a day, and his health's no good. And yeah, when you start, when he start, that starts to happen. And you're running a country. Well, he says the uh, he's ordered a partial mobilization of the Russian uh, population, including ordering military reservists into active service and, and a boost of weapons production. In a pre-recorded announcement, he said the West wants to destroy our country. He claims the West has tried to turn Ukraine Ukraine's people into cannon fodder. Hmm. For, it's not his fault, though, right? It's a hmm. He, he says the. Uh, I, think, I think the
4: cannons that. <laughs> are <or> yes is. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. That's
3: right. Well, this lady You're says. the one
4: firing the cannons at
3: him. She goes, a partial mobilization is a hazy concept, but it could mean that Russian businesses and citizens have to contribute more to the war effort. Russia has not yet declared war on Ukraine, despite having invaded it in February, and calls an invasion a special military operation. What do we used to call them, Police actions? Um, we didn't, didn't declare war. Uh, he confirmed that military reservists would be called up into active service but insisted a, a wider conscription of Russian men of fighting age was not taking place. How many reservists do you think they got to there? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know whether those are loo questions. But uh, as I, I reiterate, we are talking about partial mobilization. That is, only citizens who are currently in the reserve will be subject to conscription. And above all, those who serve in the armed forces have a certain military specialty and relevant experience. Uh... I guess if you know how to wing bombs, you're back in, eh? Uh, conscripts <laughs> will obligatorily, oh, there's a name, uh, where conscripts will obligatorily go through additional military training based on the experience of the special military operation before departing to the units, he said, according to the AP translation. So there you go. What the hell does that all mean? He's not done over it there? It means
4: 15-year-olds better get ready to fight. Yeah.
3: Mm. So he's going he's gonna to bet the entire Russian future on this Ukraine fiasco? It appears that way, doesn't it?
4: Uh, yeah, I think he he kind of believed it would be an easy uh, you know um, you get in you get out it's like going to Wisconsin. Um, Matt, you can you can work on that clip for uh, uh, next next commercial break. But um, y- you know that I, I think that's what he thought we were going he was going to see and he didn't.
3: What um we're talking about shifting subjects with you here, but uh, what do you what do you? Th- there's two pieces of news that are, that are kind of floating around, not floating around, that are right in our face. And one is the, uh, the uh, issue with NCAA football with the new playoff thing and how basically if you're not, a, if you're not in, a, in a big conference, you're kind of screwed, right? Um,
4: uh, I don't know if you're screwed. Um, it, it, it sort of depends on, on which team's not in a big conference. Look at it this way, 12 teams get in. They're still going to have their committee that does this. Twelve teams get in. Four major conference champions. The top four major conference champions get in with um, uh, with, a, um, with a bye um, into the second round. So, you know, that's what you're looking at. And then conference runners up and, uh, you know, a- independents and, uh, and, you know, some of the other... Um, you know, lower-level conference teams get in, so I, I think you know you're going to find actually more uh, teams that aren't from major conferences in for the first week. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. But the, you know, but your chances of getting a buy if you're not in the Big Ten, SEC, um, Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever that is, and I, you know, in whatever winds up being the fourth conference, of which I believe there will be uh, four majors at some point. Um, you know that that they're you know those are the ones that get a buy, but you can finish second place and, and still get into the playoffs on those. Uh,
3: what well, you're so how many games? If you don't get to buy, it's three games,
4: right? Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. So th- think of it like a. Uh, it's probably a, a seated like a sixteen team field. So you got a round of sixteen, round of eight, round of four, championship.
3: All right. So you've you've got. Three games after a twelve-game yeah. season and a in a in a, a Big Ten championship or they yeah,
4: you're playing an NFL schedule. Why well, does the, the that's my problem with it is that age group should not have to is not prepared for that kind of a beating. But you know, I don't. You know, I, I think twelve's probably too much. So
3: I I, I don't you know what, I don't think they care, especially not they think they're getting paid. When you watch the well, uh,
4: they don't and. And I do understand that, and they're adults, so they can make those decisions. But they really should be informed decisions, and I don't know that they are. I think you know what you find is um, you know because people you know athletes like to compete, and they want to compete at the highest level possible. I you know I understand that. I'm, i you know I competed you know for a long time in a lot of different sports, um, and you know I wanted to be at the most competitive level I could. So, I'm not saying that the decision shouldn't be left to the players, but it, sh- it needs to be an informed decision, and I, I don't know that it is.
3: Well, I, like and, the part I
4: where don't know that anybody is looking out for them or informing them, you know, and that includes anybody who might be an agent or anything like that as well. They're, they're just looking for what
3: their paycheck is. Well, right now, you're supposed to, I believe the rule is, you're supposed to wear knee pads, and yet everybody's playing in shorts.
4: You know, Tom. I know you, you get really hung up on that. Do you, you think that those knee pads that they put in there do a damn thing?
3: Um, I don't know. Don't. You know, I don't know. But I'm saying, I, I uh, those
4: inserts that they put in your pants, you know, in the in the football pants,
3: they don't they don't do anything. Uh, okay. You want to put a brace on that? That might provide some protection
4: against knee injuries. But putting a pad over your over your knee. Not going to
3: help Well I mean when the guy from uh, the, the game the other night the pro guy the, pro, the quarterback there was a uh, who was the guy that they thought he scored but is uh, the Irish game I And mean, if you get a bare need, bullet the first that's the first thing that lands on I'm saying whatever the rule is though that nobody cares I mean if I don't if they said you had to wear shoulder pads Oh, uh, I don't even know
4: that it's a rule so
3: okay what well, is in the pros? That's why you see people wearing a small little knee pad and it's actually above the knee, but at least, at, least, at least they pay some homage to the rule, even though it's, it's nowhere near in the spirit of it. I'm, I'm just saying that uh, it's gotten to a point where the game is getting faster and faster, and Goodell uh, said that it's, in some games the average amount of pads worn by an NBA player is more than the weight of the helmet of an NFL player. Okay, I mean it is pretty much of a violent sport, and you can mm-hmm. say they don't do anything, but I, I think they sort of did. Just, just saying. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, whatever competitive advantage you get, it's not like the the school is concerned about you getting hurt. It doesn't appear.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, other than you know, I'll will say this. Helmet, first of all, helmet technology has come a long way in yes. recent years, and the, the new helmets, the, the kinds that uh, they all use. Cost about a thousand bucks each, maybe more. They look uh,
3: like they're amazingly engineered.
4: They are amazingly engineered. I know the ones Notre Dame uses the, the Vises ones, and a lot of a lot of schools use it. Those will actually give way. You know, they're they're, they're kind of a soft shell yeah. with a different kind of padding inside, um, and so it's meant to absorb the shock rather than uh, um, deflect the hit and uh, in, in there, it's pretty interesting you, you can you can watch videos on the
3: are they are they soft TV. enough where uh, you can you that, that obviously looks like there, there's there's some give in there. But is is the give I mean, if you put your thumb on it and really press can you get it to deflect a little bit or no i, I don't know i have
4: not had my hands on one so i, I couldn't tell
3: you i know the other ones were just a big big ball of stuff and and uh, as long as you didn't get a cut on your head you were okay
4: yeah, and I remember a lot of people who got the cuts on their heads. So was, yeah, that was always fun. Yeah, you would get one on the forehead or something like that. But yeah, they, uh, so they they do invest a lot in there, and I I think they're you know I think the protocols now for concussions are pretty good.
3: Right um, there too, yeah, a lot and, better. And
4: and they really are very sensitive now. And and I'm sure some of it is you know self interest. You don't want to get sued. Um, but. Uh, but nevertheless, I think they're pretty good about concussions now. Well, how do you but how do you contrast them? The, but they won't won't put people back in the game if they're concerned about concussions. No,
3: but how do you how do you uh, sort of contrast <clears throat> the the idea? It appears to me, anyway, that you're going to have uh, with the transfer prot- protocols or the transfer craziness, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> I mean, it looks like you could have in any given year there could be 25 teams. Everybody that are all of a sudden all about the same. I, mean, I guess you're always going to have the Alabamas in the world, but I mean, I there wasn't that much difference between you know, the fact the Irish lost. But I'm not so sure head by head that if you put them all in a practice field, that 13 or 14 of those Mar- Marshall guys don't start for a combined team that we would never have happened. I mean, years ago, and was it was
4: it? Well, a lot of them came off of major major college programs. That's what I'm saying and just because you don't, you know. There, there, there may be reasons that you don't start at a major college program one of them could be um, that you just aren't good enough for that level but another one could be you've got a superstar in front of you and you're not going to see the field um, and uh, and you want to play and you want to play now and because they d- allow you to transfer without sitting out um, you, you do it so um, y- yeah i i think you know it's pretty easy to accumulate good players it is not easy to do team building, and and that's you know that's one of the big challenges is can you put together a team and make them cohesive in fairly short order, um, just in, in a different venue. And a, you know, not not a fan of Calipari as a basketball coach, but his big skill was that he would you know he'd have a bunch of freshmen every year because he was recruiting the one and done guys, and his his you know kind of distinctive skill as a coach was the ability for them to look like a hot mess in december and so you want to play them in december if you can and have them playing competent team basketball come march and he, he has always been pretty good at that and not everybody can pull that off um you know team building team building is not easy and it can take a really really long time
3: well, I think it's,
4: that's true in the business world, too, by the way. Oh,
3: yeah. A lot of stuff we talk about is, I mean, sports is, is actually very similar to business in a lot of ways, but the...
4: Uh, yeah, I, I well, that's kind of what one of the things I, I like about it is a lot of the important business principles manage to find their way um, in, into uh, into sports, only in sports you get to observe it front and center in the business world. You might not be able to see it because, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the inner workings are, are not... Generally evident, uh, evident for the
3: outside world. Well, I think if you bring teams along, especially if you've got a a sophomore offensive line or something, and you bring them along, it's one because you're talking about a young age and guy and guys are growing. I, I think though, Kevin, that, you know, coaches think oh, they're great coaches and there's coaches, but most of them, I don't believe that if, if you get two or three guys and grads that are they're out of some place. Or even in the middle transfer protocol, and there's there's seniors, and they, there's a small world. And say there's three guys from uh, uh, Lane, uh, not Lane. I was gonna say, uh, where'd you go? You went to uh, Loyola. Loyola, but there's three guys from Loyola that are they're sitting behind other people, and you're all friends. And finally, junior year or senior year, somebody goes, "Hey, look, I want to play." Your <clears throat> this guy from uh, it, it looks like you know Iowa State needs an old line or something. And there's three guys all of a sudden show up. I don't. I don't think at that age, especially if you're grad students, I think you walk right in. I and mean, what more are you going to teach me? If there would grammar school, high school, college coaches yelling in my ear for for now how many years? Ten years? I think I know how to play tackle. Or I mean, I, I mean, you can make me better. I'm sure, but I don't think there's that much of an adjustment. You know, it's still. It's what? Either either there's only two uh, numbering system in football. One system you it's the gap that's the number and the other ones the, the, the lineman's the number right I mean you had to have played both somewhere along the line just saying but I, mean, I think you put a team together yeah, well in
4: some positions you know it, Lou talks about the cohesiveness of the yes. offensive line and that's what, you know and that's part of what I mean is when you get an, when you get offensive lines that have played together for long periods of time then you know and long periods of time in college means like two years yep Uh you know then then you have that cohesiveness and and you you know you get the choreography that goes with uh, being an excellent offensive line. Uh, it, that's that's hard to do when you swap in a bunch of people right off the bat. and you know I, I think that's that's really the only point is that um, you know you you always have to manage your turnover and, and it doesn't matter what the business is
3: oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just,
4: and, and and one of the things I understand is, when, when you bring somebody in I, I've drawn this chart like twice in the last week on a, on, a, on a board but when you look at just productivity as however you want to measure it and that could be a function of uh, of what's you know what's cohesive and, and and so on but if you put it over time it starts at zero and then you start working your way up every time you have to turn over every time you have to put in a replacement then that goes back to zero. It doesn't, you know, just pick up where the where the last guy left off. That it doesn't it's not how it works. And so, you know, those integrating those changes definitely is not an easy thing to do.
3: Well that's true. What, what did you uh, did you have a chance to uh listen yesterday when uh we only got a couple of minutes here when Dan was there. I just want to kinda of want your your uh, your comment regarding I don't know if you listen or not, but we were talking a lot about foreign debt. What where do you think the <coughs> Where, where do you think that all goes, Kevin? I mean, what, what if? I mean, what if? I don't, I don't see, you know, China paying back all of that. Now that maybe they can keep rolling it over or doing something, someplace somewhere, there's going to have to be a big default. They can't just roll over everything. I mean, maybe it's the European Central Bank with some of these, where they bought everything from Greece or Italy or someplace. But someplace somewhere, how, how are we going to dodge this like forever? I don't see. I don't see how we can.
4: Uh, we can't. We can't. And somewhere, and, and it's going to be. Um, it, it's just going to be the dominoes starting to fall.
3: You don't think you can be contained? I guess I'm thinking is, about
4: it. Is, where, where do you stop the? Uh, where do you stop it? And and how do you stop it? I don't know the answer to that. Well, we have
3: stopped it by some central bank, you know, basically putting a Band-Aid over it and and, and buying enough for the next one to uh, allow the interest to be made in the one before. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess so far we've managed to pull it off. I mean, are we just that clever or are we just that lucky?
4: Um, who was it? Uh, um, who, who did uh, Michael Corleone shoot in the uh
3: Oh, uh, Salazzo. The Salazzo. Salazzo.
4: Salazzo? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah, sat there and said, Mike, I'm not that clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't have pulled that off. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so... And, and, and it turns out he wasn't that clever because he certainly didn't see what was coming.
3: Well, they didn't. They uh, checked. They checked everything. They didn't check behind the toilet. No.
4: He didn't check behind the old-fashioned pull-flush. Always toilet. check the yep. toilet. that teach you. We're, now, moral of the story is always check behind the toilet.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's a. Uh, anyway, we got a dash here, Kevin. We'll, we'll talk to you later in a week. SB Features now up fourteen. NASDAQ feature's up twenty. I'm, I'm hoping and thinking they're going to try and run it up here before the announcement. We will see. Be right back. Stocks and Jacks
2: Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and a good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You could reach me at Audrey Johnson at realtor.com or call me at 708 349
1: 3456.
2: That's 708 349 3456. Stocks, jocks, and jocks,
0: Stocks, and Jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Right now. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs>
3: Hello, welcome back to Station Jacks. I'm Tom Al. Matt Byrne on the board. SP futures up 14. NASA futures up 19. So we're settling into the green here a little bit, which is nice. Uh, yesterday we were, I was really surprised. We were, we were really looking bad all day and then we made somewhat of a comeback on the close. So it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it was at 1 o'clock. Do we have the professor? We do indeed. Professor?
0: I'm Maybe it was the French buying.
3: Yeah. Hey, uh,
0: so I, I used to work with a guy that was convinced that the last hour of every day the French came in and bought U.S. stock.
3: Well, there was a there was a, a, <laughs> a thought for a while. I don't know about this. Uh, this is years ago. That as soon as this the European, Europe I mean,
0: this is yeah, 90 market Yeah, when the European markets trade
3: Yeah, when the European markets closed, we would go up because they couldn't buy over there; they gonna buy over here. Sneaky French. No, sneaky French.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't very sneaky. They came in the last hour every day. It was ridiculous
3: says here, uh, Wall Street Journal, most adults should be screened for anxiety. U.S. panel recommends. It's okay, we screen everybody, and we find out that 90% of the people have anxiety, and then what do we do? Uh, I don't
0: know. Give, put, put, put something in the water?
3: Uh, let like the, chlorine? Give you all, all the uh, recreational or marijuana you can what, take, or chlorine, what?
0: Fluoride. Them. Fluoride is what I was thinking.
3: Give give everybody a few gummies a day, or what? Or brownies?
0: Oh yeah, they're gonna be mellow. That'd be great. Yeah,
3: Just, uh,
0: yeah. But that's another that you see now. That's what we should be advertising, um, and, and is uh, we should be saying, "Come to Illinois and, and get your gummies."
3: I have a. Uh, well, I don't know if you know the answer, but I have a question. Um, given the the federal's well the the government the, the federal government's view on marijuana. Have you ever heard of a marijuana ad on, uh, on on radio? I haven't. I don't think they're. Li- no, I see a lot. I mean, I
0: see a lot of billboards.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think you yeah. can. Uh, I'm not so sure because I had one of a well, somebody I know has a one of the ones in uh, over in Michigan, and uh, he said, "Why don't you put your show on a radio station in Michigan? And I'll sponsor it." I, go, I don't. I don't think you can. I'm not. You don't know about
4: that.
0: I, I I know if you can or not. I don't really, you know, I, I don't listen to local radio very much. And my my interest is the financial markets, and you get that from national. But I don't know if there's a rule against. I don't know if there's a rule against advertising. It probably is because there's a rule against advertising cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, something that's not legal. I I you I would not be the least bit surprised if you're correct.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, if there's
0: I, something else. Or I, I but I i know
3: who to ask oh you know who to ask and
0: i know who to ask and i'm gonna um i'm gonna send him i'm gonna send him a little message as you talk here and see if he uh if he knows the answer to it.
3: did you listen so, to the i got a
0: guy
3: uh, you got. you gotta have a guy real guys <laughs> guy. have guys yeah. just remember the other chicago saying we don't want nobody nobody sent
5: Nobody, nobody sent. No, we <laughs> want somebody that's
3: that somebody's guy. Yeah, we yeah, we we don't want nobody, nobody sent.
5: On someone's recommendation. Yeah, it always got to be.
3: Always got to be because otherwise, it, be, it takes a while if you're not from Chicago to even understand you, what that phrase even means. Because hmm. it sounds no, it sounds insane, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, did, did you? Uh, we we're just talking to Kevin the last minute or so. Uh, I don't know if you uh, were you able to listen. And we had a, a uh, Brendan is in. Uh, Africa uh, looking to observe lions and elephants and stuff so he, uh, Dan came in for his spot yesterday and we were talked at least half of it by the time we're going to talk about other stuff uh, and what his feel was on the national debt situation and how it seems like it's difficult even to get those numbers so I was digging some of them up it looks like there's you know, $2 trillion in dollar denominated Chinese uh, bonds for lack of a better term, debt and Dan was saying that the, the interest are getting harder and harder to pay because the dollar's getting stronger and stronger, and uh, the interest has mm. to be paid in dollars and not in that line, and uh, no, and he was he was just saying that there's some stresses in the system, but it's really hard to keep track of of kind of where they are, and and mm-hmm. and, are, and are we confident that the you know the the, F- the Fed is on it like white on rice? And I don't know that they are. They've managed to miss every other worldwide fiasco. I mean, I don't, it, there's like these little. Bombs kind of circling, and you, you sort of wonder when will they never go off? Will they go off easily? Will they just will it be all of a sudden one day you wake up and all of a sudden all these people are are writing off a trillion dollars worth of Chinese debt. I mean, I'd even not even have a clue where you are with this stuff, Russell. I mean, I I don't you know.
0: Um, I haven't I haven't had a chance to play with the numbers yet. And if or if anybody smarter than myself wants to do so, uh, turns out William and Mary University. Has a really great database of just about every everything you want to know about debt in China. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, possess I, them. it was link, it was linked to in an article that I was reading, but I've I'm kind of been under the gun with some other stuff and didn't really get to play around with it. So the data's there.
3: Really? So there actually is. I mean, I, the other one we were we were uh, talking about is the not at the European. Uh, uh 10 year is up to almost 1.9 when was it 3 years ago it was minus 0.5 uh the, the the bonds owned by the European Central Bank got to be about as useless as whatever uh I mean where are the prices on those things but now when when Greece and Italy and those places where they supposedly bought a lot of the of the whole you know the whole filing or whatever when those guys go to to uh you know reup the price is going to be a lot different I mean, is there going to be How are those guys going to turn this stuff over, Russell? I mean, I have no idea
0: Um. Well, I mean, it's I assume that it's not due for some time
3: Well, that's <laughs> what we all
0: They hold it on their books until it goes off the books Well, if it was you know? If it's 10 or 20 and years that, But that's one of the things that the that governments can do they, they actually have the ability to Kind of They, they can have a much longer term focus than we can well, that's true. Yeah, that, I mean, that was the kind of the point behind one of the things they tried to do back in two thousand eight was they they said, well, we'll buy we'll buy a bunch of people's crap and then we'll just hold it out till maturity.
3: Well, they, they somehow or another though they've lost one of the arrows that th- they thought they had in their quiver. Let's put it that way: was that mm-hmm. we can just print a bunch of money and buy this stuff and make everybody whole for a while. But now mm-hmm. that that arrow. Has hit the balloon with this inflation stuff. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. if it's three years from now that the first 10 or 15 year stuff comes due, I don't think the European stuff was 30 year, Russell. It might have been. Well, I don't
0: right? think it was 30, but I bet you it was like 5 to 10.
3: Yeah, well, the, the, the 5 is coming due. 10's got to be getting close, right? I mean,
0: uh, i well, you no know, And then they'll reissue and pay those off and pay themselves and hope that people out in the world will buy the new ones. And If that, people in the world don't buy the new one, they'll buy the new one.
3: Well, that's that's my I guess yeah. that's my my half-assed question and, here. Is is at that what
0: point can't they do that anymore? Well, is that
3: arrow still in the quiver? We'll just print the money and do it. Because I mean, look, we're. Oh, start, I,
0: I think I think that one is always in there,
3: even with inflation the way it is.
0: Yeah, because I because. I don't think that they, they they look for every excuse under the sun, other than what the reality is for for you know uh, the cause of inflation. And you know, a lot of them think it's just the energy thing, and they, they still believe it's just you know the Russia thing. It's not. I, I think they really believe that. I don't think they're just lying to us when they say that.
3: Well, you you're not on the seventy three, and, like 73. But, and
0: it, you can and you can. Yeah, i I think biden said this once and i thought it was kind of funny but he he said you know we're in a wartime economy right now because of what was going on over there and and that was when they were making excuses for inflation well if you're you know if if you're an entity over in europe whether it's the ecb or um one of the individual sovereign countries you can say look we're you know, we've got wartime stuff going on here. We got to do whatever it takes, and remember, Draghi said that they'll continue to do whatever it takes, what they think it takes to well, keep you things know, copathetic. If you get the big, uh, big word early in the morning,
3: yeah. Well, if you get, you know, if you read the part in Mind Kampf about the big lie, that if, if you keep telling it often enough, that forty years later, years later, when it's been totally debunked by every kind of fact known to man. 40% of the people will still believe it. And I'm going to say that yeah. if you went to walk down the street and you found a bunch of old farts and say what caused the inflation in the 70s, half of them will say it was the Arab oil embargo. Those dirty Arabs.
0: That's, I mean, and I keep in mind, I, I'm, I was a child at the time, but that was always my impression of what happened.
3: Yeah. Until you became a professor. Yeah. really And realized that and wasn't the, it at all. Other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised the first time you read and said, wait a minute, <laughs> it wasn't the herbs at all?
0: Um, no, because I started to realize that everything isn't exactly what we what we initially thought when you read history, that you really do have to do a little bit of digging. I wasn't shocked. Well, that's... um wasn't overly
3: shocked. No, because it actually kind of... But it's not like it's not a factor. What, what it really means is that oil goes up and the other stuff can't. It, it goes up more than its share is really what it means, right? Yeah, yeah. What, um, what is the status? We talked to uh, Andrew yesterday because uh, Kenny uh Kenny could, didn't call in or something. So about the state, we're talking about the en- enrollment and so forth at uh, Columbia, where he and uh, Matt went to school and Kevin was talking about yeah. um, enrollments in Indiana, how people now a year ago didn't have anybody in his classes, and now they're pretty much oversubscribed. So people... At least at the junior college level, uh, or are starting to come back in droves, and how the the, empl- the uh, enrollment, a lot of people just couldn't do, you know, because of family situations or whatever, couldn't do the Zoom stuff, so they were way down. But now they're, mm-hmm. what is uh, at the major universities, is are, are things? Well, there's two questions. Right? Do you have as many kin- kids on campus, and the second question is, do you have as many applications? I guess.
0: I don't know about the application part, but I do know that, in, and I don't teach in person in the fall. But I've been on campus a couple of times, and it's, it's there's just a lot more people around. Than, than just in general, um, I've been to a I've been to a couple of finance club meetings. We were lucky to get twelve kids to come to them last year. We have like we had over forty in the in our first two meetings this year. Okay. so there are more people. Yeah, there are more people on campus. Um, for sure, I know that for the business school, um, we had a record class last year, and and we're oh, I think we're a little bit light on that, but not terribly light on that. Like you know, almost all a statistical tie. But last year, the the business school enrollment went up tremendously, and we had to, we we hired multiple professors in the off season. Um, to handle the influx this year.
3: Well, how come you're, uh, how did you manage to get away without teaching a class in the fall?
0: Uh, I teach online. Okay. I teach in the Kelly Direct program on, and on Wednesday night. This is the beginning of a very long day for me. Uh, I teach until 9 o'clock tonight. Really? Yeah. So tonight's your
3: big night? What, yeah. what, uh, but some of that has to do with, uh, you know, blow some smoke up here behind here. Is it, 25 years ago, if you said you were going to Indiana for, for a master's in business. People go, where? Well, now you guys are pushing top ten, aren't you?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, for the, the online program is actually number one. It's been number one every year since they've rated online programs, except for a couple of years where Temple came in first. And if you Google Temple and Scandal and Business School, You'll see that they were lying about their numbers for their rankings, and the, I think the dean or somebody is in jail over that now.
3: Well, Dean's probably fit re- fitting well in jail. Could, <laughs> you,
0: could you imagine if you could you imagine if you you know you sold out a hundred grand or whatever to get um an, an MBA from from what you're being told is the top school, and then you know just after you finish, the, the head guy gets arrested for for fraud on the numbers. Good.
3: Well, I mean, I
0: mean, really? Could you imagine how pissed off and and this is people in Philadelphia, man? They're not nice over there.
3: But you have you have a the weird part is if you actually went there and they had really good professors and you learned a hell of a lot and you felt it was worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. If the thing was ranked twentieth instead of tenth, it really shouldn't make that much difference. But I guess in some people's minds it does. But, but mm.
0: Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're like, this is a top school and it's a little bit more affordable than some of the other top ten schools, I'm going there instead of... Uh, you know what? If if I had narrowed it down to Temple or going to Indiana for that program and I went to Temple just because it was a little cheaper and it was ranked ahead of Indiana and then what happened happened, I, I would want to check. Not necessarily a refund, but definitely, definitely some sort of compensation for... You know, spending two years at something that I didn't think it that something that's not what it was supposed to be.
3: Well, it's uh those online programs. I yeah. give you a quick uh because it's beyond uh, I forgot the guy's name, so I can't even mention if I if I wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. way way back in the two thousand seven two thousand eight era, when when the Bear Stearns was trading what thirty two dollars on a, was it a Thursday and. Somebody bought all these, you know, ten dollar puts or something for the Friday, or the fifteen dollar puts. Some incredible, and uh, so all, you know, the thing was what Friday night it was two bucks or something Bear Stearns, mm-hmm. and I had and one of the things that was Sarah used to put out when we did the show back then, if there were, if there was a little segment in the show that she found was uh, especially terrific, like your segment, you know, that type of thing, and mm-hmm. I, well, she would somehow get it out there. Well, if, well I had a statement in there. I said, so, look, anybody. Regardless of whatever you know about volatility and whatever, if you take a stack that's down from 60 to 32, and you buy the 10 puts with a day to go, you, you got to know something. <laughs> I mean, nobody would do that. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it's just not something anybody, any normal trader, or any normal retail person would even think about. And uh, so, it, 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 anyway, it gets out there and gets. I was before tweets or, I mean, she googles it and it turns out that this Notre Dame professor. Had used it in one of his final exams, talking about mm-hmm. front running and morality and so forth, and and information flow, and uh, it was my quote. Come on, this is obvi- whatever whatever somebody knew here, everybody didn't know. It was uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so anyway, these guy. So I meet I meet the guy when I go down for my one of my reunions. Nice enough guy, and uh, he starts telling me he goes, Do you have any much money we make on these? Because Notre Dame has an on-campus MBA program, and they also have the Mm-hmm. The one where, you know, you might have a, a shopping, I don't know if any more with the COVID, but I think they had one up in Schoenberg. There was a shopping center, and in there was a, you know, one of the stores was essentially a Notre Dame classroom where you'd go there every night if it was your class, and they had all the uh, video stuff set up and all that stuff, and they probably had seven or eight of those. <laughs> and he's telling mm-hmm. me, you know, they but I think what they did, now for your guys, I think you had to go down to campus, I'm going to say last week, August, first week in September, I think he had to show up uh, one weekend a month or something to do Friday Saturday class. So it's kind of a half yes. Yeah. No, I know, I know somebody
0: that did that program here. So that's exactly so, what they had to do. So it's you're, you're sort of
3: like a c- a combination of a extended program and an executive program, for lack of a better term. Yeah. He goes, "Do you have idea how much these people pay?" He goes, "It's like four grand a class, and if there's twenty people in the little place in Schaumburg every night, he goes, it costs us nothing.' <laughs> okay, then." Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 the biggest cash cow in the in the, in the place. I mean, I, and I'm sitting. I, I was stunned. I mean, I absolutely was stunned. I mean, he goes, "Yeah, that, that place doesn't rent for squad We well, somebody shows up as a miner knows how to work the equipment, you pay them whatever, and that's it. That's that's not bad.
0: Oh yeah, hmm. no, that's not that, that's not bad at all. The, the, there's some really nice economies of scale in, in the education state.
3: Well, Bob uh, Bob Golden, a dear departed Bob, he's kind of show. He's a he was a he was he was a guy not only a dear friend. Uh, he was one of these. He was a, know, what do you call it, one of the accounting guys? But he was very top end at a, you know all the stuff the double Dutch sandwich and the Irish. Some of that was his stuff, where he yeah. w- and he would uh, w- put the stuff together for these, these offshore places where he didn't, we weren't paying taxes here. And uh, so he ends up. They asked him if he would do an adjunct professor thing for international taxation. Which you know you couldn't have got anybody better. Plus, yeah. uh, Bob, with the accounting mind, is going to make sure the thing is is totally. He, he says to me, "Because Tab, there, there's no textbook because I spent like goes well, on the next class. I'll be okay. It took me. He said it took me like weeks to write the thing because I was using all the research we did with the accounting firm and the stuff that I did and, and I'm going through Irish law and <laughs> you know he goes there was there was no there's not even remotely a textbook on that. It's it's several firms that just kind of w- figured out a way to do it. And he goes, this, yeah. is, he goes, this is, like, really valuable crap. You know, you know what they were paying him as an adjunct
0: professor? And he had... Oh, I'm... <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think... I'm he, not much, I'm a, I know how <laughs> much adjunct professors get paid, because, like, I did it until recently, just every once in a while. Well, he says it, it came
3: out to, like, four bucks an hour, between the... Right the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know.
0: I, know, I you know... I, I've, I've taught at some schools where I was only getting like 2500 bucks for a class, and I just didn't even want to do the out to per hour. I you, think you're he, not an adjunct professor because you're going to go make money at all.
3: Well, I think he was uh, $1,500. Yeah. He goes, I had, what do you tell me, he had 15 or 20 kids in class on campus and another like 60 outside. So that's roughly 80 people at four grand a class. <laughs> and they're paying him 1500 and and, and, they're, and they're and they're moaning about it but he said well he yeah. goes, at least i got the I got the football ticket and i and and I got the uh, parking pass the park of the faculty lot for the football game, so I guess it was okay <laughs> okay <Yeah. that. laughs> it's, it's all what you want you know what can I tell you but, uh you he always said hey that,
0: i got i I got an answer on the cannabis question. I told you I had a guy what do you say he said that uh, he didn't have the date on it, but it, recently uh, like in the past few months, uh, something in a bill uh, opened the way for broadcasters to uh, allow for cannabis advertising. Okay, it's just that nobody's done it yet. Well, there's a the sponsor. It is, le- it is legal now.
3: So that's our new sponsor. Yeah, we we <laughs> want to be yeah, first.
0: I we got to go. Um. Unfortunately, I, honestly, unfortunately, I just don't think we uh were the we hit the target market for the cannabis people.
3: Well, the people that are worried about the economy. Listen to the show. Those are the people that should be taking at least a gummy a day. Uh,
0: <laughs> you think you think they should be eating a gummy a day? Oh, absolutely. Uh, gummy a day keeps anxiety
3: away. Be uh, uh, there. Well, it, it says here everybody should the get an cannabis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Four locations in the greater Chicago area.
3: Well, evidently, uh, Michigan. I know more about this than I should because I have a friend of mine in, uh, getting into the business up in Michigan, and uh, evidently there's a there's a big price difference between Michigan and Illinois. If you're really into it, it's worth driving. Oh
0: up. no! I, I there's a huge price difference between like uh, Col- Colorado and Illinois as well. I have a uh, a friend who will remain nameless uh, who is a big time connoisseur and was absolutely shocked at how much cheaper things were in Colorado versus uh, Illinois. And a big portion a big portion of that is tax.
3: Hmm. Well, is, is that uh, count for the medical if, too? If you, wait,
0: if you look at at one of your receipts when you visit the friendly cannabis store um, it, about a third of it appears to go to the state of Illinois
3: well uh, in the medical they only charge 6% like any other drug
0: yeah well um, in recreational, recreational, do it's, more. it's pretty brutal
3: I think if you apply for the medical card I know you can't have a concealed carry huh. I'm not sure if you can even have a FOID card I think you maybe you can have a FOID card
0: I'm not giving up my
3: concealed carry. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, the weird part is that you—you uh, <laughs> you would think. I mean, and this is stuff. You, you know, whenever you assume, what you make an ass out of yourself. And I—I uh, mm-hmm. ju- I just assumed. <laughs> you know, it, it, let's put it this way: if you go out and get a a, a drug for allergy, you're going to get 30 of them. And it's going to say take one a day, right? And that—that's your yeah. prescription. Well, if you get a medical card, you could just buy as much as you want. There's no. Well, right. Yeah, there's no. It's not like the the doctor saying, well, "Okay, you've got you've got you know you've got, you know, you've got a problems with Agent Orange or something," uh, so you know one, one dube a day, and here, here's here's your pack of sixty dubes. <laughs> it's it's not the you just get a card. So the resell of the marijuana of the medical stuff is probably the biggest competitor to the recreational
0: stuff. Huh. Yeah, I can see that. Like that. Um, I guess I. You know, you don't really. When when I go to the site to maybe order something for my anxiety, um, I should log in like I've got a card and see if the prices are different. Oh no, they're hugely
3: different. Hmm? They're hugely different because the tax is only six percent. I
0: just, I just I'd never you know use the website like that before. So I'm going to sneak around and you know, I'm going to do some price comparison. Well, is it worth giving up my concealed carry for cheaper gummies? I'm thinking no That's that's the modern guns and butter debate
3: Well when you can always send somebody else in to get away Not that you would right. ever do that
0: That's true
3: I'm just just So did you listen to the UN guy yesterday Saying how the
0: world's all bleeped up I I read about it I didn't actually see it live I was kind of in a, in a fast market running from thing to thing What's that? What do you
3: guys um, when, when all the I mean, you, guys, you guys all get together over there And I'm sure there's you can't go through a class now without somebody asking you about some current event. I don't. I don't think. I mean, you-
0: oh gosh, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I. I. And I open up. I, and uh, especially for my online classes, I like open things up a half hour early. If anybody's got questions, I've i talked to people about their mortgages. I've talked to people about um, you know somebody just had somebody just adopted a baby. What should they do to save for college? I mean, I. You know, I. I'm. An open book for all of that kind of stuff. Um, You know, I get, I've gotten questions so far about is inflation gonna, you know, how's this gonna turn out? And you know, and you and I talked about this. Uh, I think it's either gonna kind of be a long, drawn out process to bring it back down, uh, or they're gonna, you know, pull the bandaid off real hard and 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 vulgarize it. But and personally I feel like they should pull the band-aid off real hard and vulgarize it but then again I live in an ivory tower now so it, the results of that probably wouldn't have any impact upon me
3: well uh, we, we, yeah. we're always seeing that's why having having seen all this stuff firsthand you know mm-hmm. I, I got to be out of all the people who are on podcasts and radio there's nobody probably rags about this more night'll be in the reason for that as I saw it firsthand, and how uneven it is, mm-hmm. and all the, uh, shall we say, the repercussions. I mean, right now, we had Audrey on this week, and uh, Nancy last week, and in the in the real estate part, I mean, it, it, you as an economist were going to say, well, okay, since the, the mortgage rates have gone from 3 to 6, uh, the prices at some point here are going to, A, stop going up, and, and B, start coming back down, because... There's no way that uh, people can afford all of a sudden twice the, m- the monthly, right, if the prices stay the yeah. same. So, I mean, e- economically, you and I know that that, that rule will at some place or that law will somehow prevail. But the, the, the thing that I think not many people think about, because uh, why would you, is that, like Audrey mentioned, we can't find a house for people because nobody is going to move – from a house they bought three years ago at three percent, they can't go to the, even the same value house. Yeah. For six, because and they and they can't they can't pay double, even if they, even if they trade the house evenly. So what you've done is put a massive restriction on any kind of flexibility on getting a job in another city, even moving from the north side to the south side to get a job, or uh, wh- whatever it is. All of a sudden now you really put a you know put a big st- you know stick of gum. Basically, on, on the assembly line, that y- y- that's why you, you you can't make mistakes like this, Russell. Because the, the the ramifications are way greater than our buffoons doing it can even realize. I mean, uh, you know, I, I guess the, yeah. tra- the training yeah. you and I have. I mean, I know were in Chicago they were they were into it so big because I hated doing it. They would just lob out like a, a headline uh, and say, "These are our policies," and they'd say, "Okay, from a stock and flow analysis." Give us a five-year, ten-year look at, at well, what, what this policy, if we go down this road, what it's going to do to everybody and what the mess is going to be or not, or is it going to be working. And you got to sit there and write, well, if this happens, then this is going to happen. Oh, God, if that happens, then this is going to happen. It, it is really hard work to do that. But to not do it is like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, you can't, you, you, you can't make decisions or allow things to happen without thinking about at least the, the first, you know, the one-off. Let alone the whole web of differences that end up, uh, you know, popping up.
3: Well, let's talk about that after break. But SPV is up eighteen, Nasdaq is up thirty-seven. Is somebody getting Paul's speech? Is it less than three quarters? I don't know. But we're creeping in a little bit. Be right back. Stocks and jacks. I'm sure you are aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we have always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com.
2: Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You could reach me at Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Once
1: again, things that could have been brought to my attention
2: yesterday. Stocks,
1: jocks, and stocks and jocks. You are out
2: of control. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Right now.
0: Low
3: enough guys, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom This Byrne on the board. SP futures now up 22. NZ features up 57. We're rallying up. We're actually railing up during break. I don't, I don't think there's a connection there, but we're rallying up during break. Dow features up 110 now. Virtually everything in the Dow now I have is, uh, is green. Uh, the biggest one up is uh, CVX. over Texaco up 172. Well, I make that. Goldman Sachs up 199. Home Depot up 133. We're all, we're creeping, creeping north here pretty much all along the line. Over in Europe, uh, same sort of thing except for the DAX. DAX down 12. Call that flat, but the is up 41. That's 0.6%. Tech around up 19.3%. So I'm going to say mix the up over there. Over in Asia, not up here at all. Nikkei down 375, 1.4%. Shanghai down 5.2%. Hang Seng down 336, 1.8%. It's 18,444. Matt, remind me to ask Russell, what's going on with this Hang Seng? I mean, boy, what a bad performer. Hmm. Yesterday, Dow was down 313. S&P futures down, 40, or S&P down 43 NASDAQ they act on 109, so S&P was the leader on the way down, 1.1 percent. We were down almost twice that at noon, but then we came back on the close. Bonds uh, down three basis points to 3.54. The bond minus five basis points, 1.89. Japan unchanged at 0.25. Oil, the oil up today, buck 35, but still kind of in the range, 85.29. Brent up 1.42, 92.04. Natural gas up 35 cents, over eight dollars, 8.09. Or I'm sorry, 8.07 our bob up four cents two forty nine we've got gold even gold's up a little bit up twelve fifty but only sixteen eighty three silver up forty seven cents that's twenty-eight percent nineteen sixty six is silver continues to violently go between eighteen fifty and like twenty it never breaks out copper down three cents three forty seven we've got bitcoin up to, to nineteen thousand uh... two four nine we got the u.s. dollar very strong this morning Um We've got the uh, euro dollar below a buck, almost below 99 cents. We've got the German, uh, sorry, British pound, 113, uh, trying to head, head below that. Which uh, so the dollar very strong with gold up. So it's kind of an odd morning in that regard. Matt, what do you got for us?
5: Traffic, weather, sports. Good morning. Currently 7:37 a.m. on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Traffic is picking up in and around the city this morning. Uh, most notably, east and westbound on the Kennedy is pretty slow at the moment, moving at less than 20 miles per hour from west Bryn Mawr to the city. Uh, eastbound on the Eisenhower moving at about 10 miles uh, per hour after Wolf Road to Damon Avenue. As well as that, heavy traffic northbound on the Lakeshore from the Stevenson to East Jackson Drive. Weather in Chicago currently it's mostly cloudy, uh, clearing up a little bit from earlier though. Uh, currently 73 degrees, a high of 83 and a low of 58. In Phoenix, Mostly cloudy skies, currently 79 degrees, a high of 92, and a low of 77. Keep in mind an aerial flood watch is in effect for the area until 3 p.m. Mountain Mountain Standard Time. The MLB yesterday, Cubs beat the Marlins 2-1. Tw- White Sox lose to Guardians 7-10. And the Diamondbacks in their doubleheader against LA Dodgers. Game 1 went to LA 6-5, and Game 2 goes to the Dim- Diamondbacks 5-2. Tomorrow in the NFL, Thursday night football, Browns at home with the Steelers. Game starts at seven fifteen. So for now, Chief, back to you. The
3: uh the market's moving up here a little bit. A couple of kind of specific questions for you, uh, uh, Russell. I, mean, I always have specific questions, but reason why is this week for whatever reason, we got uh, hopefully nobody like, you know, sort our of radio up against the wall. Uh we we got pretty technical on some stuff. Uh and Hal was talking about uh we w- we were mentioning that uh, the banks and so forth now, the way the money is, is spread around, the banks are really not raising their, their rates that they're paying people on deposits as quickly as you would think. And even the, the uh, clearing firms. I mean, we have RBC and we have IB, but all the rest of them, they're not. So we've been very active uh, at PTI. I mean, I don't, as a matter of fact, I got a question from one of our, our, our people that uh, is a, has most of his money in another place. And he's like, "I hear you guys are doing something with the T bills." And I go, well, "Yeah, we, we like only do that for our clients." Well, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, "We, my brother goes to the actual auction, so you don't have to pay the bid and ask spread, and and, and the uh, commissions are negligible." Uh, so we actually go to the auction and, and, and with you, know, the people that want to do the six months or, or the ninety day, and we get them the rate every Monday. Hell, my my place doesn't want to do that. Well, <laughs> I can't help you there what do you want me to say you know well, no, they want me to just like go out and buy them I said well you don't you don't really need to buy a pay any kind of a bid-ass spread on a, on a 13-week instrument I mean it, it takes away even if it's a couple of points it takes away you know your stuff and uh anyway I I'm kind of curious as to why the these other rates I mean I guess you could just call the banks a cartel or something but then uh professor Hal Snar, because we have three professors on the show he's he said it's because the Paulson, the last thing he did was slide through that the reserve requirements are now zero. So all this money keeps piling to the Fed at night, and the Fed is paying huge interest every night to these banks. He goes, the well, first thing they should do is, is reinstitute some sort of reserve requirement, even if it's 10%. So they actually have to compete for some of this money, instead of just have this big hunk of liquidity to get paid for it. He goes, that's, that's a travesty. I, mean, what, I, I you know, I didn't even, I never put two and two together. I knew they had money over there because my Fed guys, they actually call it M zero, is money kicked back to deposit on the Fed overnight. What do you feel about that, Russell? I mean, I, I never even actually put the two and two together until Hal was talking about it. I, I guess I didn't even realize the reserve requirement was down to zero, but it is. It That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Well, it's just about, it, it's another one of those things that they do behind the, the scene. They, if you asked about the air you know, do we have any more arrows to shoot at anything? Uh, that was one of the arrows that you could do in the background that helped prop everything up. You know, that banks you know, banks have very, very low reserve requirements, so any reserves they have, uh, they get, you know, in a in a risk free way, they get paid for doing nothing for lack of a better way to put it. But
3: well, they're supposed to use uh, the money that, to win and it. and
0: I think that's part of the problem with it you know, they're not they're not doing what they're supposed to do which is lend the money out you know they're not doing what we teach in college which is you deposit money and and they pay you two percent and then you know they go out and they lend it out at six percent and you know and that way the capital funds uh, find some better use allows somebody to, to buy a house or whatever um now you know if you're a bank and and you're Doing fine with your reserves, and and lending is not really a profit center for you, or not a major profit center for you. You know, take the lazy route and make the money. Well,
3: that's what I think a lot of them are doing. Are yeah. you, uh...
0: it, 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 and you know, I, I can understand when you know we're coming off of some sort of catastrophe like 08, where the banks need you know every little piece, every little piece they can get. To, to get traction again, once the, providing the services that they should be providing, I understand that. I don't necessarily understand it right now, where they're looking for a few ways to cool off the economy. Well, how many? And that co- might be a way to go about doing it. Without
3: Russell, I think it comes down to habit. I and mean, how many loan officers yeah. do you think a regular bank even has now? For people hoping Joe comes in needing another hundred thousand dollars outfit a plumbing van, I don't think they care.
0: I. No, I don't think they. I, I don't think they're particularly fired up about that.
3: When I asked the people, my you know, That's, we've had a I relationship mean, with Lakeside forever. Uh, the lady over here that you know, God, she's spectacular, Fanny. I said, Fanny, do you guys even like do auto loans? And she goes, No, she. You want one? We'll give you one. <laughs> but we don't. We don't have like a vice president of auto loans where he's got a line of people waiting to come in here and, and get a loan from. We don't have we, nobody does that anymore. I'm going, really. Okay then, uh, you know I just
0: you would think no, that you go to the dealer and the dealer has a favored you know bank that they'll uh, hook you up with. End of story.
3: Well, that, the whole I mean, would uh, would Russell uh, just lobbed out there at, at a graduate level is you know people might even ask you know especially if there's a lot of younger people listening what what exactly um, is you know is a, does a, is a bank supposed to do. And the uh, the idea is as people have a business or they work and they save money, they they are looking to invest their money and essentially get their money working for them. Correct, Russell. And unless you're, yeah. you know, unless you're Soros or somebody, and I mean, clearly, if 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 Russell or I ever all of a sudden had like a billion dollars or something, Russell would get there pretty quick, probably, but not me. Um, if I had a billion bucks, we might actually be big enough to where. We would interview people and projects or and businesses to where we would we might give out those loans ourselves. Maybe if we were if we were Boss Hog, right? But mm-hmm. but most people, you got forty grand in the bank, but you want the bank to pay you for it. Okay. Well, what the bank does is say there's usually a big difference between the people who have capital to loan out and the people who need capital because they got an idea or a business or an expansion. So what the bank does is put those. To essentially, join those people up, right? I mean, it, it's yeah, re- it's really very simple. The,
0: Go ahead. That's no, that's that's what you're reading the textbook.
3: Yeah, and that, and that's what that that's their job. And for that, I mean, I always give the example of the old savings and loans. Between you know, we got our my parents got their their mortgage at Concordia. Okay, if you walked in with your passbook at Concordia, you know you got three percent. The loan was six, and they had a building. They had people. They pay for little league uniforms. And the three percent covered all that, the the you know essentially the vig, right? And uh, right. and that's and that's what they do, because the last thing you want to do as an individual is give out like one mortgage, right? I'd, I'd find some deadbeat, I never get a pay, t- I'd never get a payment, but so that that's what these people have a job, and and now most people will say, I don't really th- even think about going to my bank for a loan, you know, really, right? I mean, yep. uh, so I mean, it, I think, I think a lot, they've, I think they've gotten out of the habit, Russell. To be honest with you.
0: Um, I think they've gotten out of the habit, but, or, or they're only lending to really low risk type people. But they, they, that's what they want. They don't, they don't want, you know, they don't want the, I remember taking years and years and years ago, I remember, you know, taking money in banking or something like that and I had a professor who said, uh, if a loan officer never writes a bad loan, they're not doing their job right because right. they should take on enough risk that everyone you know that there are going to be a certain percentage that blow up and if the if the bank anticipates it's going to be five percent they should be taking on just enough risk or you know that five percent of the people they write loans write loans to um, don't pay them back I don't think they I, I don't think they go with that five percent anymore I think they really only want to loan money to it sounds kind of silly but really only want to loan money to people that they know will pay it back
3: well also if you have you know? 100 car loans in your neighborhood That, that's a lot of work for a few people
0: it is and nobody really, wants to nobody wants to work and really that, the, the car loan in this day day and age and I've you know I just had somebody turn 16 so that's deal the car loan again um yeah they, they the dealer you know has their, you know, their their guy that you know you've got a certain interest rate we we use the people that we use for a bunch of other things so we got a better rate and we were set up for, for the loan. I will guarantee you that 99% of people that go in to buy a car that are going to finance it don't have a loan pre-approved when they show up.
3: Right. Well, plus uh, yeah. the stuff like, and we don't want to go into this today because we've stuff, but uh, if they say zero financing <clears throat> for 10 years, I'm going to say that that's absolutely a violation of the Clayton Act.
0: Being because
3: you're, you're you're favoring, you're you're selling cars. You're not in the loan business. If you yeah. if, if you're gonna somehow some way the price of the car, if you're gonna get zero financing for five years, I mean we all know there's a cost to that. So somehow someplace, the 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 dealer is giving the loan person essentially an upfront rebate, correct? Or else they would nobody give a yeah. loan for zero. So, what they're supposed to do is if there actually is a quantifiable upfront rebate, which there is, say it's worth four grand on a $50,000 car, you, you should either be getting the four grand to take to your bank, right, and say, I want a loan for the rest of it. Your bank might say, We'll send you a check for $10 a month, right, instead of making an yeah. event. So it even. It, so, you're not supposed to favor, that's called what, what's the. Uh, what's the word? The uh, oh god, I'm going brain dead. Russell, help me out. Uh, it's a uh, I'm not a
0: words in, I'm not a words person. In, in, inter, interl-
3: interlacking oh. uh, interlacking something, something's or whatever. You mm. you shouldn't be tying the loan to the price of the car.
5: Right.
3: Just saying. But right. uh, but but now it's, okay. it's happened so long. The banks, I think, have stopped fighting it. They don't care. Yeah. You
0: know,
3: and, and uh, banks,
0: I, I they 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 don't want to do as much as they. They
3: didn't have. I would say this about banks, though, so Russell. Just a little aside here. We got 11 minutes of, of waste too. Uh, there was a guy, and I, I think he's. I don't know if he's still around. Hope he is. Nice guy. He was always fascinated by these small banks. And when we first started doing the show. He said, "You know, we should buy one you know, of these small banks. You know, they make dough and so forth. And we could. This all of them have a problem. If we fix up the problem, we'll be able to sell it to somebody else and like make dough." And uh, he had a list of probably 10 or 15 of them on the south side, and I was going through all the balance sheets. It is scary, Russell, how the loans were so skewed towards either people on the board or friends of people on the board. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got 20% out for, like, this guy's car wash he just built, I mean, that kind of stuff. And uh, with the price of these places, if you had the scratch-o, I mean, you, you could have gotten a place, you know, like an 87th Street with... Maybe two off off spot drive-in places and stuff. You're talking about half a million bucks or something oh. with the with the building, you know? Because and maybe you had a, you had a, you had a, maybe another million bucks to shore up a couple of crummy loans, and all of a sudden you had a bank with with like a lot well. of deposits. I mean, you know, some serious deposits. And you, I you know what? If, I didn't have the time, and I really didn't have the. the if if I had known you, I'll bet you we would have made it happen. And we'd be we'd be really flush today owning like one or two other banks because once you got one, and if one goes under, you're in that you're in that derby. You get those things for free, damn near, because then mm-hmm. the, the federal government can't wait to to offer to get over it on a weekend. They,
0: yeah, and they they do it very quickly.
3: They do it quickly, and they eat they eat pretty much yeah, all the I, bad loans. And if you can get in that little small room, boy, I don't see how you ever look back. Just saying.
0: No. There's all kinds of, uh, I don't know, there's all kinds of extra flexibility you get when you have a bank.
3: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: versus, versus even a brokerage firm or, invest- or you know any kind of investment firm.
3: Plus, i got to believe you'd be uh, in the cardigan smoking a pipe in the corner office loving it.
0: <laughs> I'd be, well, I don't know. You know, if, if it's that easy, I'd probably be smoking something else. And, you know. <laughs> oh, Not
3: the gummies? Not the, the gummies? Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, I'd I, I have my own personal candy dish and then one for the customer.
3: Oh, God. Hey, uh, <laughs> all right, I've let you go long enough without talking about the <laughs> Fed today. Well, what, what are they going to do? What should they do? Um, what's what's he going to say? Um,
0: uh, 75 basis points, and, but say we're going to keep doing whatever we've got to do to get this thing right.
3: If I were to ask you... Said, uh, you know,
0: it, it worked, Draghi said that back in, you know, she was maybe a decade ago, and uh, the market kind of liked it, I, you know, I, I think you, you just gotta You gotta show that you're on the job I, I think, it, you know I, you, you probably don't watch the show Industry, but uh, It's really good, it's a really good depiction of Working uh, in higher Finance over in London uh, This week's episode, the, the guy a, a senior guy Just said, you know, this is, Really is just a big confidence game About the, and that and that actually kinda of struck a chord with me with respect to what we expect out of the Fed, especially in a difficult environments. Uh, we expect them to at minimum come across like they got a plan. Yeah. And I don't think and if you just put that out, you don't have to necessarily agree with the plan. You might you know, and God knows with as many moving parts as we have around all of this, you you the the you know You can poke holes in the plan all day long, but we're not even getting the confidence out of the Fed that they've got an idea of what they're going to do here. And that's what I feel like they should do.
3: Well, Russell, when you have a group that is, even if you have Alzheimer's, you have to remember that a year and a half or two ago, there wasn't even a sniff of inflation on the horizon. And then a year ago, it's all transitory, and now we're in deep doo-doo. It's the same people. So how much? Yeah. How much confidence can you really have? Well,
0: that and see, that's part of the problem, right there, is that they they appear to have been dropping the ball over and over again. Um, they got to step up and and you know, it, uh, The last thing in the world I want to hear during the press conference is we're going to if he uses the term data dependent more than okay. once, I'm going to say
3: that. I was going to say just that same thing, data dependent. Yeah.
0: You know, if if I hear data dependency. Um, every time he says it, I eat a gummy. I have great, you
3: know, I have
0: great F O N C days. God, um, I, uh, <laughs> we I were on th- a topic today. Sorry, but I, I'll stop
3: talking about that. <laughs> well, they well, they, um, they had some lady on yesterday On CNBC. Just happened, uh-huh. just happened to be a lady cause maybe you, she, she had a higher pitched voice, so I paid attention to her. Uh, was talking about the, how the Fed has gotten way too aggressive, gone way too far. Russell, does she even know that we're that the federal funds rate is two point two five percent? That's nothing. What would you, what would you say a neutral? I
0: mean, I look at a chart of the uh, of the Fed funds rate going back a hundred years. Yeah, you know, I, it's it's just absolutely that, And uh, you know, I, I've talked about how I've tried to get had tried to get inflation inflation happens across two undergrads, and that's what I would use is in one of the textbooks that I'm that I'm told to use. There is actually a history of the Fed funds rate going back a hundred years or so. Yeah. And uh, I'd probably spend 10 minutes just on that one slide trying to feed all that home to the students, is that you know, this this has happened in the past, and notice it's come down and then gone back up.
3: What would you yeah. say, if I asked you what a, a neutral rate would be, I have my number, what would yours be?
0: Well, heck, a neutral rate right now would be like 9%.
3: No, I mean, just in general, if you, just, if you were to say... Yeah, I mean, if you were going over to be there, a
0: long period of time... Three to four. I was gonna say three in that and a half.
3: Range. I was gonna say three and a half.
0: What?
3: I was gonna say three and yeah, a half.
0: there. Great minds and all that, and that really, and, and you know what? That's based on um, you know average inflation of about you know one and a half to two and a half over time. Yeah. And you being able to earn a real interest rate on that.
3: What would you say? Uh, the guy I took a guy boy, I forgot his name too. I took two uh, quarters, um, and I'm, again I'm about to clean through all this stuff. And if I get any good stuff, I'll send it to you. Uh, the history of economic thought and that guy was absolutely convinced that all through recorded history, not even recorded history when you talk about the Stone Age Stone Age, the biggest constant <coughs> in all of economics is the real rate of interest and he added it like two and a half percent two to two mm-hmm. and a half percent Where even if in the Stone Age if you lent uh, Matt Byrne a hundred stones for his house at the end of the year you'd want him to bring you back 102, there's a hundred and two because there's a cost for using your stuff and these guys, yeah. are somewhere between two and three percent, depending on the demand for money. And uh, I, don't, I don't. Why is all the the current younger people think that you should cancel the, that one group of people should give money to other people for nothing? Why? I mean, we're talking about these rates should go back down again. Why should they ever be one percent? Why? Why should you ever get to use my money for free? I mean, what, what, where did that concept come from? Oh, just cause it,
0: just because it's been going on for a while.
3: But where's the where's the rigorous I mean, thought it's, behind it's it? Been,
0: it's kind of been the, the normalcy for some time, and now, and all of a sudden, now it's not.
3: Wait, I guess you could use recently printed Fed money for free, but I don't want you using mine for free,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> right. No, it, 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 and, and I, I think the attitude that it's there is because it has been there, but now you're you're in for a bit of a shock when you, as you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, you know, talked about the, the mortgage rates a little bit earlier. Uh, you don't base yeah you know, if if you're doing things correctly, the way you figure out what you can buy housewide, housewise is what can you afford each month, right? Yeah, and there's been and interest rates have been so low, people have been able to afford a lot more each month. Well, those numbers are changing.
3: Well, that's why they have I, changed. Well, that's why you're teaching and, people in class because if most people, even, even though the, the rate, the number is if, if, uh, if Matt Byrne and the, the, the girlfriend who becomes a wife walk in and they want to buy a house, the first question should be, how much do you make? How much can you afford per month? Hmm. And the afford yeah. per month part is a combination of the, the interest rate plus the house price plus taxes plus insurance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if the house price doubles, uh, the, interest, if the interest rate goes down by half you think that you can pay twice as much for the house, but that but now therein lies the rub. Because if those rates go back up, the next person who you're trying to sell it to, all of a sudden, exactly. can't, can't, it's not it's not about you. It's about the person you're selling it to, and that's what we're running into right now. That
0: uh, yeah, there's there's not, and it's not, and and demographically, we don't have like a whole generation of people coming out. Kind of, you know, we've had time periods where we've had a whole generation of people that are at the uh, home-buying age, the normal home-buying age, and we don't have that. We we actually... um, You were asking about college enrollment earlier. Nationally, college enrollment down because children of that age, or people of that age, were were kind of at a low. Like, my my kid just turned 18 yesterday. Um, There are not as many 18-year-olds around right now as there were four or five years ago.
3: Weren't there more when... uh... So... Weren't there, like, even more when we were when I was 18 with the baby boomers?
5: Yep,
0: definitely. Well, the, uh, you know, we've grown on that, and and there's just an ebb and flow, and we're, we're just right now we're at a, a lower level. I, I know that because I was on the school board out out here when we had the lull and we were consolidating classrooms. Okay. You we know, were saying, well, we don't need three classes for second grade because we have a lot fewer second graders. Now those, those people are about to hit, uh, the tail end of those people are hitting college age. And so you have fewer people coming out of college. You have fewer people that are looking to buy houses. You don't have a bunch of first-time house buyers out there. So that's on top of uh, people not moving because all of a sudden, you know, they're going to double their house payment for the same house if they decide to move.
3: Well, also for a while now, it's it's been really hard to build a house for the price because the costs are so high building it. Well, have a good weekend, buddy. Have a nice week. And uh, stay away from the... You stay away from the whole bowl of gummies today. Is the Fed? Is <laughs> the Fed? I, say, well,
0: I got a lot to do today. The gummies Tempting. don't come until later. Oh
3: yes, futures. futures up 21. As futures up 59. Whatever has been leaking, we, the market's been leaking up in, uh, in anticipation. Be back tomorrow. Stocks and jacks.
1: Hamzy Analytics. Listen to Fahri Hamzy every other Thursday and visit HamzyAnalytics.com. Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Well, that wasn't such a
0: chore, no, was it?